So one of the thoughts that I had when you originally brought this idea up with me is something that my grandfather's doing. And he's actually doing a little book of his own memoirs. And when you said that, I was like, that's really awesome. Everybody needs to have their memoirs written down, 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 down. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm sorry, guys. This is not the funeral. The music sounds like we're in a funeral, but at the other hand, too. A friend of mine that I work with is taking a different road, meaning she's going. So it kind of does sound like funeral. So I thought I should bring her on the podcast. Me and her, we're just going to have a conversation. It's not about work because I'm not... I don't care too much about you guys knowing what I do for work. It's, this is more like uh, you get a friend, we're in quarantine, if you still call it a quarantine or some sort of um, social distancing, and you just have a conversation. It's good for your mental health. It's good for bully building character. Who knows? I mean, it helps one person to another. So... Um, for those people who listen to the podcast, appreciate it, guys. I know I haven't been giving a lot of content lately. Um, but this one, I think, is going to be good. I think you're going to enjoy this one. So I have Genevieve. So Genevieve is right here with me. She's in her house. Genevieve, how are you? I'm wonderful. Having a great day. I appreciate you having a good day. I'm not. Oh no, what happened? Well, I mean, you know, I guess I've been doing this job I've been doing for a while now and there's always new people that come and go and new friends and stuff. And the thing that sucks the most is that the one that you like and the ones that are going to decide to leave. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you can't do what you have to do because the most important thing is you gotta do what you gotta do. I'm just kind of saddened that you're leaving. Oh, yeah, I'm sad to be leaving too. As as much as I'm happy, I'm also sad. You know, I feel the same way that you do. Once you no. meet wonderful people, you don't want. You don't. You don't <laughs> care. Stop lying to me. Why do no, you care, dude? Like what you leaving? So what? What? What that mean? When somebody leaves, they are going to a new life. Gonna meet new friends gonna have a lot of fun so you really don't care about us behind oh that's not true when you go and you do new things it doesn't mean you leave all the old you know i i still have people i communicate with college high school old jobs Uh. you know that's the power of social media social media keeps us connected yeah, let me just be honest with you. As soon as you leave, I, I'm i going to throw all the memories we had at work at the garbage bin because that's how I am. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, of course. So anyway, let's get to this conversation. So anyway, guys, um, the reason why I have Genevieve is that me and her, we have had a conversation about writing stuff about um things that i've experienced in my life you know i'm almost twice your age so why we decided to come and have a podcast is just for us to have a conversation but there's so much to talk about there's so many things we can talk about i'm just gonna let this one go organically but i still want to keep the 
the conversation in a direction. The direction is we're telling people that you're going to be writing. I'm going to actually, you're going to be writing. I'm actually mm -hmm. going to be telling you stuff yeah. that you're going to write. So now yeah. let's go to that. Like I'm trying to figure out how, I mean, where we start from that. Like what are the things really that we're going to bring to the people? So one of the thoughts that I had when you originally brought this idea up with me is something that my grandfather's doing. And he's actually doing a little book of his own memoirs. And when you said that, I was like, that's really awesome. Everybody needs to have their memoirs written down. And part of the reason why I believe that is because everybody has different experiences in life. So, Kuli, you coming from an area that you know, I've never been to. I've never. I've only heard your stories. Of the stories I heard, some maybe shouldn't be included in the book. Some should be included in the book. You know, so those are the stories that you want to tell everybody. And so that's why I think that just sitting down and talking about them is going to be more conducive to writing a book than sitting down and trying to write it. You know, um, I was probably like eight years old. No, I think eight. Yeah, maybe like eight, between eight and nine. I'm going to say eight and nine because I can't really remember the dates and years. I was too young then. Um... I lived with, I lived in my grandparents' house and there's this um kid I can't Duduzi Duduzi was his name Duduzi uh meaning comfort in English I'm just going to call him comfort for okay. the sake of this conversation so comfort um we were about I was probably a little older than him was low younger I don't know why remember this story um that story kind of disturbed me because it's in the back of my mind I don't know if I started to be a bully at that time because I forced this kid to eat poop <laughs> listen I don't want to say many people have eaten poop, but forcing somebody to do it is, is not okay, Kuli. And I would consider you a bully. Unless it was like he made you do something equally gross. <laughs> okay, but keep going. There is two things on this that I'm getting from you. One of it make me feel like, okay, I guess I'm not that bad of a weirdo after all. And the other one makes me feel like, Oh, you are a piece of shit. Right. I would agree. <laughs> but no, I mean, the thing is, when you're a little kid, you don't always know. But why did you make comfort eat poop? I can't oh. really I can I can't really remember because this is the this is the situation that I grew up under uh Genevieve. Mm-hmm. Um 
You know, a lot of the world out there is a macho world, right? So a macho world is not only elevating men and oppressing what women can do and the time I grew in, but it also put pressure on young men like myself to always rise to the throne. The throne is not basically that you are a leader of a group. A throne could be as something as simple that there is people that are afraid of you because that is fuel to you to make you feel like you are the boss. It's kind of like how we idolize mafia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Although we know what they're doing is wrong, we know what is going on is so brutal, is so sad, but we sit there and say, wow, I like that. And that macho world, it's, it has put a dent in my life. I don't know, for me, just recurring that story that I just told you right now, Mm-hmm. I don't know. First of all, I don't know why I remember it. Maybe I remember it because it bothers me. I would like to apologize to him, but I don't know how much he remember about it. And I don't even know how much of that poop did he eat. Did he Was really it? eat it or did I force it into his mouth and he spit it out? I can't really remember the whole entire thing, but it was poop from somebody we don't know. Was, it was, so it was a person's poop. <laughs> no, it was a human poop. I remember correctly. I might be... Am I wrong? Nah, nah, nah. I think it was a... Why do I remember how gross it was? It's because it was Maybe. a human poop. Well, did you have to eat some too? Or were no, you just... I forced him to eat it. Okay, well, I'm just, just asking. Just asking. But also, you know, those are some of the things that we remember the most are things that, like, make us uncomfortable or make us feel regret you know the sad emotions but also maybe he doesn't remember it that way maybe he thinks of it as you know like an initiation ceremony to being Cooley's friend which hopefully he wouldn't hopefully he'd recognize that he was bullied into something by this mean guy but maybe not on this podcast, I probably remember quite a few things that are maybe more sad than happiness. I, I know I have a lot of memories that are happy, you know. I just remembered one. The last girls soccer team that I coached, right? Okay. It was our last game together, last game of the season, and we lost it. And I had a meltdown during the game and at the end of the game. In such a way that when we were supposed to meet each other the next day as a group, only three or four of them showed up out of the whole entire 18 team, 18 players. And um, it had my feelings so bad in such a way that I ended up not even doing a team party. In response to them not showing no, up? No, I don't think it was that. It was just like I was either burned out or I was over it or I was, 
I don't even know why I lost my my, my uh, I don't know, man. That's one probably reason why I moved in Connecticut because I felt like the whole entire time I was in California, I was so consumed with soccer and got divorced. And the last girls team I coach, I actually didn't do a bad job because we still won second place in the tournament. It's just that in a league game, we didn't even make playoffs. And it was the first year with that school I never made playoffs. And I had just average players. I only had maybe four good players. So, of course, that four good players are not enough. You need more. So, and we, I just lost it. I just lost it. They cried. I was supposed to be the one who was consoling them. I was supposed to be the one who actually make it right for them, but I didn't. I actually didn't. I, I actually, the reason why I didn't do the team party is because my mind was set into moving at that time, and I didn't know when I'm going to move to Connecticut. My mind was all over the place. I was over California. I was trying to think. So I guess after that game, I was just like, yeah, I'm ready to move. And the funny part is that in December and January, my 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 my, my friend asked me to coach his under ten boys with him uh, to a tournament, of which we ended up taking second place. And I did help him out. I did help him out, and I don't know. Like I'm remembering these things. It's like it sounds like I'm all over the place right now, but I'm just saying. Like that, stay in my mind. You, you see how it can fuck me up? Yeah. Yeah, I do. But also, you know, those are things that happen in life. You know, especially when you're going through a difficult time in your own life. It affects other areas and other people's lives. You know, but at the same time. But do you realize you know, that those kids, these two stories I just told you, the doozy, comfort. He remember me probably, if he still does remember, as a guy that made him eat poop. Those kids, they remember me yelling that last game that we had because that was the last time we saw each other. I think that you're, I think there's multiple ways to look at that, Kuli, which yes, yes, I agree with you. They can remember you that way and they probably do remember you that way. But at the same time, there are areas where that's not how they see it. You know, maybe they're like looking back in their history and he was, oh, he was the hardest coach I had, but it made me better because I realized, you know, people aren't always doing what they should be doing or people are doing their best and not having the right results. But also, you know, every story has a villain, Cooley. Every single story has a villain. Sorry. And, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not crying, but I, I, I just have my allergies. I'm in another level today. Okay. No, I feel you. I had to take some um, eye drops because I was started getting hives on my eyeball earlier because I sat in the cat chair. And I'm severely allergic to cats. But, oh, man. Yeah. It's a, I feel you on the allergies. I hate, I hate cats. Yeah. Well, I love them, but I can't be around them. I hate them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, you don't have to answer, right? 
No, if I had a cat, I would have choked it dead by now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Own them to kill them? No, I wouldn't do that. No. But what I'm saying is that every story has a villain. And if you were a villain in certain parts of your life, then you were the villain. If you were the hero in other parts of your life, then you were the hero. If you're just a person who saw something happen and you happen to be a witness, that was your role. And, you know, just how I'm a student, but I'm a coworker, I'm a niece, I'm a daughter. We all wear different hats. I mean, you're wearing one. I'm not wearing one right now. But that's just how life goes. So, yeah, I mean, there's sad things that happen. There roles. I can tell you a story where I was a bully. I know I was a bully. So I was um, a junior in high school, and I thought that I was, you know, tough, right? Mm-hmm. And um, there was, oh, no, no, wait, I was a sophomore in high school. So that meant I had been on the JV team this would be my second year. And so all the freshmen that are coming into high school thinking, Oh, I'm a freshman. I'm in high school. I was like, all right, whatever. You don't know what high school is like. And this was before school started. So we were able to start practicing like two weeks before school started. So it was like late August. And, uh, I was talking to the coach and I came into the gym and I was like, Oh, what are we doing? And, this girl who's a freshman who I don't know her name. I don't know who she is yet. Like I knew her cause she just started on the team. Um, turned around and goes your mom. And I immediately was like, Hmm, like my mom died. I looked at her straight in the house and I said that to her. She started crying and I turned around. I was laughing so hard. I was silently laughing. My two friends were coming at me. I could see their eyeballs. They saw the whole thing. I pointed like where she couldn't see, like in the middle of me, I was like, what's she doing? And they were like, she's crying Genevieve. And so I just walked out of the gym without looking around. And she came after me and she's like, Genevieve, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know. I turned around and I was like, my mom's not dead, but I don't like your mom jokes. And I went back to practice. Wow. Yeah. Dude, you know how horrible that is? I know. Imagine That's worse that. than me making somebody eat poop. Right. Exactly. It's why a moment. You, why, will you, why, will you, why will you say that, though? It gets worse. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait well, a minute. That joke get worse than what you just said? Yes, it does. Okay, the go ahead. Is, I don't know why I did it, honestly. When it comes down to it, I it just came out of my mouth and... I like I don't ever wish anything ill upon my mom. Like I love my mom so much. I love everybody's moms. Like if her mom had actually died, I would have felt so bad. So bad. Um I wouldn't have been able to make up for it if that if that was the reality. But so then right, we go back and you know, she doesn't really like me at all at this point, which makes sense. Even though she's my teammate, I should never do that to a teammate. 
I've since learned my lesson. This is probably like one of the only bad things I ever said to anybody. This is the only thing that I still feel guilty about, which is why the story is so in my head. But, um, she, uh, we were after practice, right? Changed. And none of us could drive. We're still freshmen and sophomores in high school, you know, like 14, 15. My mom came to pick me up from practice. And we're all standing there in the lobby. And I was like, oh, my God, look, my mom's alive. What? And I thought, if I left. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I'm just wondering, does your aunt know about this? <laughs> <laughs> How about your mom? Does she know this? I don't think either of them know about uh, it. <laughs> no, I don't think you should tell your mom the story. I No, I probably shouldn't. But she probably, I don't know how she'd take it. She's probably <laughs> But I will say. That's hilarious, dude. As much as it's so horrible, but it's also hilarious. Thank you. I did apologize. Why do you thank me about something so horrible? The dawn. No, it's not a compliment. It's not. I don't even <laughs> want you to take that home. No. No, I know. I know. Um, I did apologize. And did she accept your apology? She did accept my apology. Um, I went on to like learn how to make so many your mom jokes from her. And it's now so a problem. So you guys became friends? We did become friends. Oh, yes. Nice. Yes. And actually, so funny that you should mention that you're just going to dump all your memories of me in the garbage after I leave. But <laughs> I'm still friends with her today. Well, loosely, loosely. We follow each other on social media. So I can tell you she just got married. You know, I'm super happy for her. I think that she has a baby on the way. So I'm also happy for her there. Congratulations to, you, to Lucy. Right. Well, I, uh, I still gotta find comfort. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> um, Can you believe this? I'm the one yeah. who's feeling bad now about something that happened. I mean, I don't even know. Um, Thirty something years ago, and now I gotta find this guy to apologize because you did it. Now I'm like doing it to top you. You don't have to. Well, I mean, you should apologize for making somebody poop. But, like, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. I'll tell you another story, <laughs> which is one time we were, it was Christmas time in, like, third, second, second or third grade, right? And I got this metal, like, metal circular container of, like, popcorn or treats or something. Like, you know those, like, big metal containers that people come out with that hold all the like weird holiday popcorn. Mm. A big That's an American thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So picture like um picture I don't know. It's a cylinder cylindrical, right? Mm -hmm. Probably about okay, the point is I could sit on it like a stool. It was stool-sized metal container. So it had, like, that little lip on the bottom where, like, the bottom ends here, but there's, like, a little circle around the bottom of, like, a little extended metal. No, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So I ran back over to my spot, put my container down, and then I sat on the container, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that the container was on top of somebody else's fingers. 
I crushed that boy's fingers, like four of them. And he screamed. As soon as I sat down on it, squunk, squished his fingers, screamed. I was like, ah, ah. And I had that to get up. That sounds painful, bro. Yeah. It was. He had to go to the nurse's office. They wrapped his fingers. They were all, like, blue and bruised. And, like, I wasn't friends with this kid. Did I don't he even break know. his finger? No, I don't think so. I don't even know. Oh, okay. That's how much I don't know about the story. Like, I just remember the moment that I sat down on his fingers. I don't even know his name. I can never apologize for that. I don't even think I, I probably apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But, like, I don't even think that that mattered. Ah, I'm crying. Broke my fingers. Whatever. Runs away. Didn't even hear my yeah, apologies. Yeah, you're savage, dude. Yeah. Well, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now, let me see. Um, Give me a happy I'm, I'm, story. I'm, I was going to say the same thing. That it's kind of like doesn't help the memoir if I'm going to keep talking about stories that make me have regrets. But let's it, it oh. put it this way. I guess we had, our, we had our moments in life and we're learning from them. And it's, it's cool that we can recall them, you know. I just the sad part is that I don't recall all of them. But anyway, I'm just going to tell you a happy story. No, the happy story in my life, <clears throat> there are so many of them, but I'm just going to like recall things as I remember. Walking barefooted and being... Okay, so there is this... Um, when I was young, right, living with my grandparents, so they would use oxes to, uh, um, to actually farm. So, like, we'll go to the cornfields and we'll have to turn the soil. You know what turning the soil is? You know, you've been in a farm. So, to yeah. turn the soil, we use this uh, huge uh, metal thingy that the oxes are going to pull, right? I think, I don't know if I, I can describe it correctly. It kind of like this. This is how, this is, this is like the, the cutting part is actually kind of curved. So, and it's going to have handlebars. So, basically, the oxes pull it, and you just control it by sticking it in the ground so you can turn the soil. Kind of like, you know, those sharp things that a tractor will pull, and they are spinning like this. They are turning the soil. That's it. I don't know what the name of it. It's called a tiller, I believe. A tiller, yeah. Tiller. tiller. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you said that. So, anyway, my uncle was the one who was holding it. I was at the front holding the rope that the ox, the oxes were, um, to, you know, like kind of leading them. Like I'm kind of like an ox head. I'm leading them. Yep. And I remember, I don't know why this is in my mind, but I remember that it was so cold and I'm walking barefooted. I didn't have the shoes to actually just go to the fields with. My mom might disagree because she did everything she can to make sure I had everything. And I don't know why I didn't have any shoes on, but I didn't. I was young. I remember that whenever that soil turns, when I have to walk in it, it was nice and warm. Man. It was nice and warm. That's wonderful. That's a good that feeling. feeling. That feeling, you know what I mean? When you're really, really, really cold, you're freezing cold. Especially your feet. You know your feet, they freeze first. 
Yeah. And then as you put them inside there and it's nice and warm. Mhm. And this I is going to involve poop too. Because <laughs> you know the ox would poop, right? Yeah. So when I have to walk where they just, you know, just pooped. Uh-huh. And I stick my toes inside the poop, it's nice and warm. A good toasty feeling for your oh cold. Oh my god. Those are nice childhood feelings, man, that I have. It may sound yes. stupid, but and it sounds so country for somebody who doesn't know what I'm talking about, but the feeling was great. Yeah, I mean, it sounds great. I can imagine it. I can't say I can feel what you felt, but I can imagine how you felt. Yeah. And it sounds good. But anyway, Genevieve, I think we did enough today to um, have enough content for a start. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to close this one by you. You're going to get to ask me questions. And I don't know how many questions you have. And I'm going to also get to have questions for you. And this is probably going to be a great way for us to end the podcast for today. Because we'll do many of these ones. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, there is a memoir coming. It's not about old poop. It's about Cooley's stories. Some funny, some sad. Like a nice warm poop. <laughs> what fine. kind of questions do you have, Genevieve? Oh, I don't even know where to start. But I like the idea of... So I think this is my second poop story you told me. So I think that we should have like a chapter dedicated to poop, but that'll be that'll be in the future. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to brainstorm some questions right now. I honestly was typing down some of your stories while you were telling them, so I can ask you more questions about those later. I don't know if you want those questions now. <laughs> um, because we have a book. Let's kind of like leave that one. Let's not, don't ask me oh. those questions on air because people still need, need to, to read the book. But okay. now, I have a few questions for you. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be nice with my questions. I'm just kidding. But anyway, oh, no. Genevieve, um, first thing first, why you live in Connecticut? Oh, um, a few different reasons. What is the main reason? I don't want to, like, if you don't want to talk about it, it's okay. The main reason is probably just for me to go out on my own a little bit. Um, and I say that because, I mean, you coolly know, but for the people listening... Um, I live with my aunt and my uncle and my cousins, and they're all wonderful people. I love my family. Um, like I was saying earlier, I love my parents. Um, you know, but I recently broke up with my boyfriend, or well, it was a mutual breakup, so we're both happy. But um, I, I feel like, you know, what I wanted to accomplish in Connecticut, I have for the most part. And it's now that time for me to just go and be a single individual in the world working towards 
some of my goals. Um, and that's something really exciting for me because when I kind of struck out on my own the first time, I was still in my hometown. So I had all my friends and family that I grew up with and my mom would drop off groceries and things like that. I'm not saying that I don't want that help. I love it. I'll always take free groceries. Absolutely. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, now this is kind of just time for me to start a new chapter in a place where I haven't been. Not saying without support, but, you know, I think I'm ready to be without the crutch of family constantly around. Can I just tell you something now? Yeah. I really applaud you for that. Not that I'm kind of a drifter like you two. You know, you got a real drifter here. I've been all over. Um, one time I decided to come to America and left my family behind. How do you feel about that now, looking back? Um, hmm. Mixed emotions, but I'm mostly happy. I'm glad to hear it. Because, I mean, it's like, what if? But I really don't know. So it's better to just say, I'm actually happy for you doing that because there's a lot of people who have wasted their own life out there with just being in one place until they get married have kids, have never seen the world, have never done anything. And life mm -hmm. just becomes so mundane. And it can actually really, really, really eat you alive. So what you're doing, basically, you're just trying to explore the world a little bit. Yeah. But I'll give you a parting gift. I was in a somehow strong relationship when I was in South Africa. With a few ladies. Ooh. Um, they didn't know each other, of course. <laughs> they never do. <laughs> uh, but um, I started at Clint Slate when I came here. I actually forgot about them and I moved on with my life. And I feel like it's the hardest thing I had to do. Because I was young and my mind was not mature enough to understand about that people move on. But me doing that, actually, I got myself into a right situation. I ended up with the mother of my kids right now. So what I'm trying to say to you, sometimes you just got to let bygones be bygones. And when you try to create a new life, don't bring the old past with you. Sometimes just explore the new life. It might actually lead you to Candyland. Ooh. I'm just saying. I'd I'm be happy saying. there. <laughs> and since me and you will be talking quite often, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna get to know some stories. Now, one last question before we we finish this up. What makes you happy? Oh. Um. I'd say in general, a lot of things. But what I recently realized, especially during quarantine and what's been going on this year and my move to Connecticut initially, um, I like to be around colorful areas and colorful people and colorful things in the sense that 
Um, I do color in a coloring book. I have an adult coloring book. Many, many colored pencils. I like to be meeting people regularly and hearing different experiences. You're one of my favorite people that I've met down here. Oh, honey. Don't say that. <laughs> well, I mean, don't, it is the Don't truth. say that. Don't say that. Because, well, uh, 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 you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 you know, when people call me their favorite people, a uh, person, I just... First of all, I don't think I am. But on the other hand, too, I really appreciate it so much and it makes me blush. You just can't see it. Too dark for that. <laughs> Well, that's a great thing <laughs> because you can always see it when I blush. But, you know, um, no, but that's one of the things that, you know, has been making me happy is like Francesca moved here and I got to hear her stories. I got to hear Megan's stories. I get to hear your stories and Michael's stories. And I've worked like the job I had before. Uh, when I first came here, I didn't get to talk to any of my coworkers. It wasn't allowed. So I can I just highlight the job you used to do. Hmm. You used to be a sleaze rent collector. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a debt collector. Yeah. Uh, I hate those people, but uh, <laughs> I love you. Might you. have thought that's the Nobody who's hearing this, if you ever got a phone call from me, I tried not to. Oh, I can't say I tried not to. Uh, you can say no, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to collect your money, but if you were willing to pay, I'd put it in for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mama. Listen, okay. I really enjoyed this conversation. It's that time of the night. I mean, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you. And um, this book, I know for sure, is going to be a great book. It's going to be all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to be difficult with it, why I'm saying all these things. And you're wondering, I wonder what the finished article is going to sound like. And that's a good thing that you're thinking like that. Because Genevieve has the hardest task to take all of these mishmash memories that I have and make sense out of it. Right now, she's going to go down and Google a teller that is pulled by oxes, trying to figure out what does that look like. And she's going to Google cow dung because, you know, these this American kids don't even know what cow dung is. And she's going to, hmm, when it's, when it's wet and, oh, it, it is warm. Hmm. Um, and the next thing she's going to Google what? What else are you going to Google? Well, I'll probably have to go personal experience it and find a farm. <laughs> you have never seen you have never seen cow poop. Oh, I've had cow poop on me. I know what it feels like. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Genevieve. Okay. I really appreciate you, Mama. And, uh, and this podcast is going to be a great one because it's going to give insight into the upcoming memoir by yours truly, Cooley, written by uh, Genevieve. Um and um it's gonna um, hopefully my kids will get to read some of my stories because i'm i would like to tell them to them but i don't know i get a lot of things mixed up so uh hopefully i can still remember everything um with the food we eat we don't know but thank you so much genevieve thank you Cooley. it was wonderful
Thank <laughs> you.